You're listening to SM Media, the home of exclusive West of Scotland Football League content. Hi folks and welcome to the latest episode of the SM Media West of Scotland football show. I'm Scott McPike, it's an absolute pleasure to be your host as always. It's going to be a bit of a quiet week in terms of league action, not a lot going on in terms of the league, but the South Challenge Cup certainly proved a lot of high profile stories. To join me this week, I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by the Glasgow University manager Mark Adams. Mark, it's a pleasure to have you on, thank you very much for joining me. No, thanks, Scott. Thanks very much for inviting me. I appreciate it. See when you knew, I always wonder that. See when we, we ask always the managers and players to come on the show. See when, you, see when you're playing that weekend and then you're coming on the show on the Monday. Is there more pressure to get the win? No, you always want to win. It doesn't matter. I'm, 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 a, I'm a pretty sore loser at the best of time. So, no, no, you always want to win anyway, Scott. Yeah, definitely. Well, we're obviously touching your, your season just a minute, but obviously... Using a big game on Saturday in the South Challenge Cup away to Kennaway Star Hearts. Difficult trap. I know you wouldn't have been gonna you wouldn't have been taking them lightly, but a massive five three victory in the, the cup. A really another really good cup result. Yeah, well we are giving them full respect. I've been watching them on video. I've spoken to a couple of other managers in that in that league and a couple of local boys. I've got kind of connections up there uh, yeah. through my still in university days. And uh, so we, we we did our due diligence, if you like. We knew the boy up front, Walker, was good and he still managed to score a penalty. So it didn't quite all go to plan. We were down 2 yeah. 0 after 40 minutes. So we managed to we managed to turn it around. And how, how good is that like kind of result? Obviously the next round as well, he's, I, I don't think that do you know who he's got in the draw yet? Um, away to Spartans. Away to Spartans. That's another difficult trap. Obviously, you'll know them well with Lowland League experience. Yeah. How are yeah, you preparing I'll- for that? I've got lots of friends at Spartans, to be honest. My brother-in-law used to be a manager there for 11 seasons, Mickey Lawson. Yeah. So I have a good connect with Spartans. I know Craig Graham, the, the chairman, and I know Dougie, the, the manager, really well, and a lot of people around the club. So it's a, it's a nice draw from a personal point of view. The, yeah. the Kennedy Star Arts was a good draw as well. Like back in the day, my, my Uncle Jock played for Kennedy for like 100 years. It seems like there's a connect all, all over yeah. in this, 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 uh, this cup. So, yeah, all good. Brilliant. Obviously, as well, the, the league campaign... We'll look at the league campaign now. Nine points from eight games, three wins, five defeats. A lot of people kind of think, I think a lot of people had just kind of, maybe not at the top of the league, kind of challenging, but certainly kind of in the middle. Obviously, you've took the job on in the summer. What was your expectations going into the summer when you took the job? What was the kind of, what was your realistic hopes when you took when you took over in the summer? Well, my realistic hopes are to finish top uh, top six probably. That's what I was looking looking at. I mean, obviously we've had a wee bit of a, a wobble with a couple of well, I had three defeats in a row, and which is all happened with university teams. We know this from my days at Stirling. We would lose four and then win six. It's just yeah. it, it's the inconsistency of young players. Also, it was, I massively underestimated how difficult it was going to be to get my squad in place before September. I really thought there would be a lot more local boys, and I thought that it would be easier to get the the full squad out. But in the first four or five games, we were working off at 14, 15 players. And now we're sitting with 27 players in the squad. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, we got a couple of really bad injuries early season. Second game of the season, our captain goes out with an ACL. He's out for the season. Yeah. Gary Lim is also out for the season. 
and now Kier McKenzie's really struggling with his return his ankle injury. So we've not had our troubles to seek. So no excuses. Like we should have won more than we than we've done. We certainly don't <coughs> even managed to, to draw any games. And a lot of the games are close. There's only one goal in it. So I think I mean I think the league overall, my first impression of this division is it's very even. There's a lot of teams there of a similar standard, I would say. And I think that's a product of the confidence system last year. I think on their day, probably most teams can beat another team. Mm-hmm. If you look at Mayor Hill are sitting at the bottom and yet they beat us, and yeah. you're sitting points, if you know what I mean. So it's really, really tight. And where obviously you're coming from the kind of Lowland League background and things like that. See, when you kind of took the job at this kind of second division team, have you been surprised so far with the kind of how good the standards is? Because a lot of good good teams in that league, and as you say, it's very kind of even. There's a lot of teams in there, like you, you'll see, just like the other kind of three divisions but below the Premier, there's a lot of teams in there that could beat each other. Are you yeah. surprised with how much is that, how good the standard's been? Yeah, I mean, I think that the standard's better than I anticipated it would be, but both within my own squad and then other teams, there's a lot of teams that are very well organised. And there's also what surprised me as well is the different styles of play. If you look at the way Joker play, it'd be very different to the way Ardia play, for example. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of different. You have to you have to really go in your game to to match your opposition. Absolutely, and obviously as well with the with the kind of university system, like how hard is it to kind of build a squad? Like obviously you're not. It's it's not like another team in that league. You could go out and just get a player that catches your eye. Obviously with the university system, it's a lot more difficult. What's that been like as well? Obviously you've done that at Stirling, but what's how have you found that as well? The kind of different way of kind of bringing players in. It couldn't have been more different for Stirling, to be honest with you, because in Stirling we, we had a scholarship programme, so all the yeah. players are in the pre-season at the end of June, beginning of July, whereas realistically when we're looking to scout talent, the, the trials are not until September and Freshers Week, so, so a lot of players are only just emerged at that point, and to be fair, we only got one player in the first team squad out of the trials, most of the, 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 the talent went into the 21s, I've changed the structure of how the club works, because I'm looking after all four teams. So we've made the under-21s a fresher team, so it's all first years, and really looking to build those players to come through, to give us a kind of, if you like, a, a very supply of players, and we'll do that every year, the 21s will be a fresher team. Yeah, it was kind of similar <laughs> to what we did at Stirling, where we had the under-20s were pretty, pretty strong, won the league a you know, couple of years in a row, and those boys are then ready, after a year's experience, to come into, into first team. But and what we're trying to do is we're trying to bring in kind of scholarship standards, if you like, at Glasgow. Yeah even though it's not a scholarship programme and that's something we'll, we'll work on obviously you're talking about having come down to second division I've not come down for a season I'm looking here for a, you know, I'm looking to build something yeah. it's, a, it's a good opportunity after being at Stirling for five years don't get me wrong best assistant manager job in the league because the, the only pressure you're under is the pressure you're putting yourself under and you're getting to work with good boys every day and you know three and four days a week but Glasgow Uni was just too good an opportunity for me to turn around. I'm a local boy, West of Scotland. I do a bit of lecture at Glasgow Uni as well in my, mm. my day. So it was just a great opportunity. I'll be different. And obviously as well with Glasgow Uni, they play at the big Celsius Stadium in Airdrie. What's that been like as well that going at that? When it comes to probably a surface and obviously I can set up, it's it's really difficult to beat and you see that. Like how's that been for the t- the the team as well playing there? How how you found that? Can I get into that? Yeah, cause yeah. for a team for a team in the second division playing in a, a kind of ten thousand seater stadium every second week, it must be good. It must be good for them. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the, it's equity. You can yeah. hear every, you hear every word that's said in it. I've been testing on Saturday with Albion Rovers with their support because I'm expecting they'll bring up here. Yeah, yeah no, it's more about the surface uh, in terms of we are able to play on that surface, but also so are other teams because everybody, everybody turns on Astros and good quality Astros these days. So it's not so much an, an advantage, I would say. 
albeit it is a good surrounding and good experience for the for the guys to play in. But we, we played all our pre-season games at Gascoigne on the grass, and grass pitches at Gascoigne were first class and absolutely magnificent. But it didn't really help us prepare for, <laughs> for playing on the Astro at, at, at Airdrie. And I think looking at the results of the, the, the last year, the boys struggled on grass away from home in certain games, and that's something we've worked really hard on uh, to, 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 to right that wrong this year. So, for example, at Kennedy on Saturday, it's a big, muddy pitch. Pitch was huge. It's a 110-metre pitch by 60. You know, it's and it had a slope from one corner to the other corner must have been about 15 metre. And uh, so that's not that's not kind of similar to what we are at here. So the boys need to be adaptable and they need to learn to play on different types of surface. And I don't know about other managers think Scott, but a lot of the young boys they've played so much football on Astro, they really struggle on a on a muddy pitch because they've just not been exposed to it. Yeah, absolutely. And as I, as you say, when you look at the Canary surface, it's probably one of the best in in Scotland in terms of an Astro. So it's it can only do good. But we'll go into the, obviously the action over the weekend with a lot to kind of get through. Not as much league action as we we usually have, but we're going to obviously a game in the first division. Blantyre Mill, Bonnet and two, Bonnet and getting their second one of the season. Massive result for them again. Obviously as well, Blantyre that was they would have probably looked at that as a massive missed opportunity. They could have went top of the table. Bonnet and massive credit for them getting a two 0 result away from home. Takes them off onto third bottom of the league. Obviously that's a second one of the season. When you talk about big results over the weekend, I don't think you get any bigger than this because Bonnet and Badly needed it. And to go to a team like Blantyre who've started well with no no pressure on them and get that to an result is massive for them, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I think both teams have something to prove after their, their seasons last year. I know yeah. Bonnet, I know the people at Bonnet really well. I'm originally from Kilmarnock, so I know the people who started the club, but I know Ross really well. We used to work together at Brunhill. Yeah. Uh, and we also... We played them pre-season in a pre-season friendly. I know, obviously, uh, Ross and Paul were still shaping their team at that stage, so they'll be they'll be pleased to get because they've struggled for goals this season. I think yeah. they've ten goals in the league, and uh, obviously to go to Blantyre and get a, a win would be a big big boost for them. Absolutely, and as you see, like, obviously Bonnet and it's we said last I said last season a lot. I think coming straight up for the south end of the Premier Division, they were always going to struggle. They were always going to tough to find their feet. A couple of wins, and it just, uh, as we say, how unpredictable this league is. A couple of wins again could just take them up where they, where they kind of want to be. I, I would be if, if I was Blantyre, I'd be disappointed because I think they would have been expecting a massive result, a massive chance. That was, I mean, none of the other teams above them were playing this weekend in the league. They would have wanted to go top, but again, Bonnet and the squad. Obviously, they'll they'll take time to build the squad that they want and kind of get to the level they want. But when you talk about results, I think that's is huge. So big result for Bonnet and on Saturday into the second division, the division obviously Glasgow Uni are in just the one game. Coastside Rangers one, St Anthony's two. St Anthony's move into fifth with that result. They're obviously got up to level in points with Greenock fourth and Glasgow Perthshire. I'll start with St Anthony's. Obviously, that is their fourth game unbeaten in the league. That's a massive kind of. Mm boost for them again just they did a difficult start I think they lost the first two games and then obviously I think they'd only won one out of the first four to get that wee run going it just shows you a, a wee run can take you up to fifth in the league yeah I think that's I mean I think our league table is really close obviously Renfrew are a wee bit ahead and, and then Craig Mark but if you look at the middle of the table there's three and four teams on 11 points there's a couple of teams on nine points and if you, if you can get a string of results together you know, back-to-back wins, whatever, six points, will we'll make you progress up that table. Yeah, absolutely. Cool side Rangers, obviously, as well. They've got a new manager, Carlo Garassoli. 
what's your thoughts on that? How have you, do you know Carlo well? How is she kind of thinking? No, about? I, no, I mean, I, I think I've been in the opposite dugout in the lower league to Carlo, I believe, and I was at, I believe it was at East Cobray. Yeah. Um, so I'm surprised that I'm surprised that team turning over a manager that early in the season, but obviously I don't know the, the ins and outs of it and how that came came around, but I'm sure they should be looking to do well. And obviously with Kilsyth as well, they, they did start okay. They had three wins, three wins for their first four, but then they've lost the last two. So they'll be looking to get a wee, a wee kind of run going quickly as possible. But for St Anthony's, it gets them up to fifth. As you say, though, like as between, like you've got Renfrew sitting at 19 points, Craig Mark in 18, Mabel in 17, Ashfield 15. But then when you get from fourth downwards to maybe can I wear just before your cut from fifth to twelve, there's only three points in the league. I mean, it yeah. shows you it's so tight, so tight, and that's the thing. As I say, like St Anthony's, they were ten points out. They were sitting in one point before they they went on this wee unbeaten run. So it shows you just getting that three wins in a row can put you in a great position. Yeah, momentum is everything. You know, when three points for a win, no, I'm old enough to remember two points for a win, <laughs> and three points for a win is a, is a is a big boost. And if you can get back to back wins, you know, like. We did that earlier on in the season. But after we won our first game, then lost our next three, and then we won two. So it's it does make a big difference for getting getting two in a row. Yeah, absolutely. Third division, just well, two results. Ardross in eight, New Mains one, and available even three, Port Glasgow Juniors three. Ardross in, that's them in a six-game unbeaten run, an 8-1 victory. I think they've scored something like 20 goals in the last three games in the league. They are absolutely flying. Yeah, two guys up front, one of who I know really well, Aidan Ferris, had him at Broomhill and had him at Sterling, and still keeping Dutch with Aidan, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. So he's probably a good striker at that level, having played at much, much higher most of his career. So him and his strike partner are doing really well. And like I said, they've really, as you say, really hit the back of the net in the last couple of weeks. I mean, big, big numbers. Just a massive result. And as I say, like, this league is so hard to predict because there's a lot of teams in, like, there's. I, I think now you're seeing the likes of Arvin Vax are obviously still three games behind, and but it's still a really close league. Like there's a lot of teams in there. I would say any team from first to ninth could probably win it if they yeah. just get a run going. So I think, hard to I think a few of the divisions are like that, Scott. I mean, there is particularly at the top end, but there's, there's there's a lot of teams in touch. Plus, it's early in the season, and a lot of teams will still think you know they won't be writing their season off yet. They'll be thinking we're, we're still in, as long as we're in touch and distance come Christmas, we'll we'll still have a chance. And you look at Adrosin as well, like when you've got that firepower, and as you say, Aiden came from, I think he came from Ibrahim Hill, he came from. Like, he was at Broom Hill when we had him at Stalin. Uh, yeah. Then he went to Ben Barb, I believe, and now he's kind of dropped into Adrosin. And he's got that experience as well. He's played at a high level. He's a really good striker. Mark Curra as well. I think Mark Curra scored, I think, seven goals in his first three games for Adrosin. He's obviously had a good time at Kirvin and things like that. When you've got that firepower, there's just nothing going to, there's very little can stop him. Yeah, and I think you mean, if you look at where they are in the, in the league, they were vulnerable to maybe a result like that happening. Yeah, and I kind of feel for the likes of New Mains. I think this is the division where, like, obviously with the conferences, the way it's worked out, a lot of teams like first and second are very similar in terms of quality. Yeah. But with the third division, you've got a lot of teams that I look at, like, Kaluk, Royal Alberts, Hullcoats, New Mains. They were on the end of a lot of bad results last season. And when you've got a lot of teams maybe improving up the way, it's going to be difficult for them to kind of get to where they want to be. So, I think with new mains, I mean, it's going to, I think they're going to really struggle. Yeah, I saw them pre-season against the uh, Ashfield actually, and uh, they had they seemed to have a lot of players at, at that time in pre-season. I don't know if they had a lot of trialists in or whatever, or try to try to get 
trying to shake it up. So, it, I mean, it looked like promising for them, but obviously they'll, they'll, they'll be looking to improve on where they are. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the other game in the third division, Port Glasgow came from two down to get a three-three draw out of Vale of Leaving. The goal scorer again, one of the goal scorers again for Port Glasgow was a certain A. McCoist. All right, I never saw that. No, yes, it was Argyle McCoist. We we did hear a rumor last week that he was possibly on trial. I think he scored a hat trick last week for Port Glasgow, and he scored again during the week. Obviously for for Port Glasgow, you would imagine he's maybe going to sign there with a, a run like that. Well, I think the manager will be trying to get him signed if he's going goals like that. If he's coming, if he's coming to traps like that, because I think they're bottom half. Port Glasgow this early in the season, they'll be looking to, to to make waves. Yeah, but Port Glasgow as well. Obviously, they brought in Kieran Malikin as well. They're looking to improve. I wouldn't sleep in Port Glasgow potentially getting a run going if they've got uh, McCoy's coming in. I think that I, I would imagine they were they're obviously trying to get him in. It it would be massive for them to get that. That kind of firepower because Kieran Malikin, we know what Kieran Malikin can do at this level. Yeah. He's so he's been so good for Auchinleck. He done really well at Largs. Meadow didn't really work out, but when you're dropping down to Port Glasgow, it's like it, it could be massive for them. And again, all it takes is a, is three or four wins, and they could be right right in amongst it. Yeah, I mean, he's an experienced manager, and he knows he's got a lot of contacts in the yeah. game, hasn't he? So that's probably how he's managed to get Malikin. I mean, for that, it's a major good to get him to go down there. I would imagine so. He'll be home for big things. Yeah, absolutely. One game in the fourth division. Let's just go through it. West Park United four, Eglinton one. Stephen Graham with a hat trick. West Park takes them to second in the league, three points clear of three Rovers, three points behind Kilsyth Athletic. They've obviously took advantage of every other team in the. I think most other teams in the league obviously are the weekend in the south, but that'll do them the world of good. And Stephen Graham obviously going. He was brilliant at Glasgow United last season. Scored a lot of goals for them coming down to West Park. A really good side, I think. A side that will be trying for promotion. Big performance from Stephen Graham and against West Park in the second. That's what the pyramid's all about, isn't it? Clubs, big clubs like West Park. I mean, their kids' team play against my kids' teams at North mm-hmm. Kelvin. I know the size of the club, I know quite a bit about the club. So they've obviously been <coughs> ready for that step into the pyramid and, and they're more than holding their own. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of cup action to go through. We're just going to go through the results and obviously we'll get your thoughts on some of the games. I'm just mm-hmm. going to go through them one by one. The first game I want to touch on, Auchinleck, they won 6 now against Craig Mark. Auchinleck, they've had an up-and-down start. We spoke about it a lot last week. That'll do them the world of good, getting that result against a team like Craig Mark, who certainly would have been going there fancying their chances in some way, because obviously they were a good start in the second division. They'll maybe see Talbot as maybe a bit vulnerable. But Auchinleck, probably do them the world of good. Keir Sampson getting a double and just getting a one in the board and getting, obviously... A really good cup team has been overlooking lately. Obviously, defending champions. That'll be a good. That'll be a good kind of call for them to get that six 0 win and just get some confidence and get some goals. Yeah, because Craigmark are no are no uh, easy game. We played yeah. them. We've got the Cardiff Spillers who have like Williams tremendously talented. And obviously, he can orchestrate things in the middle of the park for them. And Ryan is obviously still a really good player as well. So. I think to, to, if you look at it, Auckland like to start. They've lost a couple of games, do run a couple of games in the league. So. You'll be looking to, 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 to take a lift from the cup game. Maybe it's good to see if things aren't happening for you in the league as a manager. You like a cup game because it's a transfer, it's a different environment, a different opponent, different you know attitude to the game. So it can really give you a boost. Absolutely. Coming up seven, Upper Annandale now. Probably a result that maybe isn't a surprise. Cumnock obviously doing really well. Upper Annandale were obviously going to struggle against a team like Cumnock who are free scoring. But again, seven now, Jamie Cohen. Come look similar to Glasgow Uni. They've got a massive game, home game against a third uh, League Two side on uh, this weekend. 
couldn't be any better going into it with a 7 0 win. Yeah, I mean, I think the South of Scotland League is, is without being unkind, is not anywhere near the level of the Premiership yeah. or the League in the West. And you know, you would expect come up, especially with the start coming up a bit to the league campaign. So, and they've, they've really picked up, I would say, from the last couple of seasons in the, in the driving seat. So, I'd probably a comfortable win for them on Saturday. Yeah. And, as you say, it against a confidence up for this Saturday coming, which are different colour for sure together. Yeah, huge game on Friday night against them, Barton. It's going to be live in BBC, and I think Pollock on BBC as well. I think they're at home to Arnon. So, some really good games to look forward to this weekend. We'll get your thoughts on them later on. A big one for Cambus Lang, a 6 0 win over Wishaw. Cambus Lang have struggled this season in the league. Again, just a confidence boost. A, a team like Wishaw, I think they would have been fancying a, a, a good result, Cambus Lang, but to get six goals when you've been struggling for goals will do them good. Yeah, I mean, they've been struggling in the league a wee bit, but at the same time, they're two divisions above and they're expected to win those games. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Troon with an 8 0 win as well, and three Rovers won 8 0, so big results for them. Kello beat Royal Albert 5 1. Gart Cairn, I want to get your thoughts on this. They were down 3 0 to Syngenta on Friday night and come back to win 4 3 and an absolute thriller on a Friday night. Gart Cairn, that, I mean, what Great a result. Character. Great character. I mean, normally if you get a two goal lead, you'd expect to hold that, but never mind a three goal lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can get the show the resilience, they turn it around, not give up, never say die attitude and turn it around. And particularly because it's a cup game because you've got nothing to lose. So you really probably have to go for it and that's probably what's happened there. Go into it, got a goal, got another goal and then your momentum builds and your confidence builds and you feel really confident and just go for it and it's worked out for them really well. Another absolute thriller that we'll touch on, B3, Largs 4. Premier Division teams, when they play against each other in the Cup, it usually results in thrillers. Did you see the goal from George Sewell, by the way? The, the, no, I don't. Overhead kick? Was that yeah, that one? It's an I unbelievable had, effort. Quality finish it for any level of football, yeah. No, I picked yeah. that one but, uh, uh, on yesterday. I think I just by, came across it. No, diff- looked like a looked like a great game to be fair on the slope. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We played uh, we, when I was a Broomhill manager. We played beating the Scottish second round, and uh, I've always kind of like fancied getting them again in some cup because they beat us one 0 in a ninety fourth minute goal, <laughs> and uh, I had a real problem with the goal at the time. So I've got a, I've got a wee, I've got a, the beef right sitting behind me in my bookcase for that game. So beef is kind of tattooed in my brain actually. Brilliant. Uh, Clyde Bank as well, another thriller in the between two Premier Division sides. Clyde Bank came from 2-1 down, scored a late goal to take it to extra time and sought out a 4-2-1 over Pollock. Again, two teams very evenly matched. I think a lot of people would have been thinking that would have been a close game. But what a, what a result that will do for Clyde Bank. Obviously, they're beginning to get a run going. They struggled at the start of the season, but to go to Pollock and win 4-2, a huge victory. Yeah, Pollock around we played Pollock last season. They're very, very physical. Uh, mm-hmm. been really strong team and they have a set style of play. I believe they lost a right back who was an excellent player. I think they lost him in the summer. He went senior. Yeah, so, Matty Grant. Yeah, he was, he was really quality, real quality player. But um, uh, I've got quite a few mates that are Bankies fans, so I keep away eye name and Big Matt Niven centre back. I had I brought him through the Broomhill twenties. He's a cracking big lad and a great player as well. So I, I like to keep an eye and see how he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. Just will say as well, I meant to say Troon won 5-0, not 8-0. 3 won 8 all the way to Nasty Wanderers. Some other results, a massive surprise, I would say. That's a result I didn't see coming. Maryhill 5, St Rocks 1. No. St Rocks flying at the... They're sitting, can I, I think they're just a point behind. Uh, and Maryhill, as you say, are really, they've not started well at all in the second division, but to, to host St Rocks, a team above them that have started well, Jack McLaren getting a double... I mean, 
What a boost that'll do them. I, I thought it was a result of the round, to be fair, because St. Rocks would be expecting to win that game and people would expect them to win the game. We played St. Rocks this season, actually, at a good game. They play a decent style of football. They've got a game plan and they set by it. So I can only think Mark's done his homework and they and put a game, play, a game plan in place to, to get that win, but to score, not just a win, but to score five is exceptional. Absolutely, massive result for Mary Hill. And obviously, we'll do them the world of the good, maybe domestically in the league as well. Big result for Irvin Meadow, a 3 0 away win over Atherley. Obviously, Kira putting some chickens to roost in terms of a league defeat before, obviously, George took over in the league for Atherley. I think we're, we're down to nine men and still managed to go to Meadow and win 1 0. Irvin Meadow passed, I think, a, a good couple of weeks for them. Obviously, the big result, 4-3 against Hurlford, and then a 3-0 win in the Cup against Atherley. George is beginning to just get in, knows what he wants, bringing in a couple of players he knows, and I think that Jamie White, getting Jamie White back will do the world a good as well. But it's been a big couple of weeks for Irvin Meadow. Yeah, and I was also surprised to see Atherley uh, lose the game, if I'm honest, a wee bit after the result they had the previous week. Right. I, know, I know Peter Selby's struggling a wee bit to score 11 goals. He's, I mean, he's phenomenal. So I thought they, they would be super confident going into that game, and I think they might hope to do better. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rutherglen 4, 1-4-1 one, one away to Benbar, Brian McManus with a double. Two teams probably similar, probably. I think a lot of people are an even game, but Rutherglen, big win for them going to Benbar. Yeah, when you consider where, how they're quite close together in the league and to actually score like four goals, you know, I, I don't think MD would have anticipated that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, some other results, uh, I'll just go through them here, but we'll, we'll get your thoughts on some of them as well. Mabel 3, Garvin 2. I think one of the results of the weekend, Vale of Clyde going to Peters Hill and winning 2 1. I know Peters Hill are struggling, but I mean, Vale of Clyde going to Peters Hill, a Premier Division team, what a huge result that will be for them. Yeah, and Peter Sill would have been looking at that game as an opportunity to, to, to maybe put down a marker, get a victory, get some confidence. And uh, I'm not sure what's going on uh, there at the minute, but it's not going right. I'm surprised when Martin Laughlin left that job, you know, after being so successful. So there's something going on at the club, but I'm not privy to. Uh, it's going to be, a, I think it's a struggle for them. Johnson Borra beat Campbell, Gam- Campbellton 3 1, Harmony Ronell, Nielsen 1. Glenville won, Yoker three. The Buffs getting a big one as well, a 5-1 one away to Glasgow Pershire. Dylan Markham with a hat-trick. You just look at some of these results, obviously Glasgow United going to Ardea, I one and three now. I worry for Ardea. I thought Ardea would be a lot better than they've shown so far this season, but a huge result for Glasgow United as well. Yeah, they're very confident, they were, or the manager was very confident that they were going to do well in the season, and they had a big squad. I got down to see them pre-season ahead of our first game, so we had a, a game plan to play them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe he needs to, if he has got the, the numbers, needs to shake it up a bit. My, my highlight of those results was did you see the photo of the Johnson Borough Wee Ultras? Yeah. I, I standing in with their flags and then all under a massive umbrella in the rain. That was that was my favourite photo of the weekend. Yeah, definitely. Really, really good result there. Renfrew 3 1 away to Solco. Shots had to dig deep to beat Rossville Academy 3 2. Again, Rossville Academy, I know obviously that. They probably wouldn't have been fancying to beat shots, but they certainly made shots work for it. Yeah, John's a really experienced operator. I thought he would, I would imagine he would have made the necessary changes to to, to just see that game out. Yeah, uh, a real a, a kind of local derby, Glenafton 2, Luger 0. Again, Glenafton, I speak to a couple of Glenafton fans. I don't think it was the greatest performance, but they just got the job done and they're into the next round. They need a win. You know, it's just what we're talking about, Peter Sill. If you're, you're, if you're not got the start to the season you're looking for, a, a cup game's a good distraction. Again, you're expected to win against Luda and you know, you, you put it the game to bed. So, yeah, I think that's good enough. 
Ashfield 2, Thorn Athletic 0. St. Cardiff's going to BSE Glasgow 1 and 3 now. Probably a result we would expected. I think St. Cardiff's been the mate one in the cup, a cup just before this. Mm-hmm. How impressed have you been with St. Cardiff's business, bringing players in? Because when you look at the squad, and I think Smart Osador got a hat trick as well, there's a lot of good players in that St. Cardiff's team. Yeah, I think there was quite a bit of turnaround over the summer, wasn't there? I'm not yeah. familiar with all the players, certainly, but they'll be looking to, if when you, when you bring in that number of players, they're looking for a reaction. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Just some of the teams as well that get beat and were eliminated. Lark Hall, they nearly got it done away to Locker Thistle, but they lost 6 5. An absolute thriller yep. by all reports. Well, 11 goals in that game. What's happening? There was a no, no goalies. 11 goals. I mean, you can't beat that, though. I mean, for your fiver, you've certainly got your money's worth that day. I definitely, probably. I, I, I mean, I think the spectators would have enjoyed the game, definitely. Absolutely. Thornwood were unlucky not to beat Benes uh, United 2 1. I think Benet had a man, a man sent off as well. They were unlucky. Obviously, Glasgow Uni 5-3 away to Kennaway. Cumbernauld were unlucky not to beat Socky. I actually thought Cumbernauld, by all reports, probably Cumbernauld should have won the game. I think they were unlucky. I think they missed a few clear chances. Even though they've lost in penalties, it'll be a sore one. But to go to a team like Socky, who are at a really good side, yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a boost for them. I know it'll be yeah. gutting at the time, but they'll take a bit of confidence from it. Yeah, it's always got losing a game on penalties. I think it was about three seasons ago we lost the South Cup semi final after extra time on penalties to bought away at Bonnie Rig. We'd done everything. Yeah. You know, you're on the door and it's an absolute signal. It's horrible. It's always it's it's always hard. But again, it's one of those where you've in another day you're locked to the banana. It's just one of those days, you know, a lot of people will think. Kaluk, a difficult day for them, lost nine one at home to Caledonian Braves. Caledonian Braves, I think I'm keen to get your thoughts on this. Probably a a decent lowland league level side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the other games between Stirling and Cali Braves are always each beat. Say there was like one nil, a lot of one nils in there. We beat them in the Scottish Cup last year, actually one nil after they had just beat us in the league. So yeah, Ricky's a really experienced coach, and yeah. you know, they've got a model there of a style of play. They've got a lot of good good young players, and you know, I saw Carl Luke last season against Ashfield, and to be fair, they really struggled. So I I fully uh, expected uh, Caledonian Braves to do the job on them on Saturday, and they did that convincingly. Yeah, I think they had eight different scorers as well, Caledonian Braves. It shows you how good a side they actually are. Easter House they come up short a four two home defeat to Canoe. We also look at Lanark one, East Kilbride five. East Kilbride, I think that was a result. I know Lanark have started pretty well, but East Kilbride, they're a really good side. They're probably the favourites for the Lone League, aren't they? You're expecting them to win that game. I mean, there's no doubt about it. They've went back in a different model with the new management team. I think they've not went as expected for so many experienced players. They went for younger players. So that's really interesting to see how that uh, that's going to work out for them. Mm-hmm. I think the Lone League is super competitive. I mean, it is. The top four or five teams are really, really good. Yeah. You've only got to see how well Bonnerig have done and how well uh, Kelty have done when they've gone up. The standard at the top of the low league, there's a lot of money flying about there. You know, a lot of guys who could be playing a lot higher level yeah. are playing. <coughs> yeah. Another couple of results, just teams that uh, lost out. Colsite uh, Athletic came up short against Inverkeith and obviously we touched on Gart Kieran beating Syngenta. Two results I want to get your thoughts on. Colburnley 2, Drumchapel 4, two sides battling it out at the top of the the first division they obviously faced each other in cup action and it was from Chapel that won the day. That's a huge result going to Coburn and winning four two. Yeah, I wonder what that says for the, the league campaign. I think they've got first and second, aren't they? So yeah. an, an interesting draw for the cup. I'm sure both managers were disgusted when that draw came out the hat because you want a team at a different division or you want a, a team <coughs> maybe that you're not going to give anything away against. So the the uh, 
I, I think that's obviously a good result for John Chapel and it maybe gives them a bit of momentum and a bit of confidence when they do go to face uh, Kilburn in the league. Yeah, Friday night as well. Final game we'll touch on. Rossville 2, Urban Victoria 1. This was a game I thought could have went the other way. I fancied Urban Vicks to go. I, I haven't been impressed with Rossville's start at all. I think the managers have been dealt a really bad hand there. I've said that openly on the show a couple of times. But to go the, to, to win 2 1 against a team like Urban Vicks, who have started well in the third division, will have been fancying their chances. I'll maybe do Rossville the world a good just to get that one in the board, just get a cup win. Yeah, as I said earlier on, the Cup's a great distraction. It's a great opportunity for you to, to try and turn things around and also to try a few things out, maybe give a couple of players a game, you know, and, and just use it as a catalyst to go forward. Yeah, a couple of games that were cancelled as well. Les Mahago against Whitlis was called off and East Kilbride versus Darvel was called off as well. I'm going to just try and get some of the games, the, the, the draw for the third round, I actually can. Yeah, I'll maybe go back to, we'll maybe go back to that later on. But obviously yeah. going, to, going to Spartans... Uh-huh. Yeah, so I was interested just with Darvel. If Darvel managed to beat East Kilbride, now they've got they've got Stirling University in the next round. So right, okay. Chris and I were on the phone last night about that one, so <laughs> I don't think he's looking forward to that one. Uh, but uh, yeah, delighted for a well draw. A way to it'll be a way to start. It's a tough game. It's a game nobody expects to win. Nobody expects us to win, but they're, they're good people. It's a good club. It's a good surface. It'll be a great occasion for our boys. And it's that as well, like as you say, like with the with obviously being in the cup and things like that as well. To get that experience of playing against a team like Spartans, who are as you say, one of the top Lowland League sides, it'll be a massive boost for the the guys. And obviously, we're going to touch on Saturday in a few minutes, but it'll be massive for that for that team to obviously go up against that. Yeah, Spartans. And and I think it's a game that there's no pressure on you. You just go out to impress. And you know, I've got quite a number of fourth years in in the in the team this year. They're guys that are looking to play a higher level when they graduate. It's a yeah. great opportunity for them to show what they've got against a Lowland League team. I've got um, at least two or three boys I think can easily be playing Lowland League yeah. in their own uni for that for that full uni experience, which is which is great. I mean, if I was that age again, I would definitely have done the uni, uh, university football route, definitely. So yeah, they, they can they can only improve themselves, learn from it, you know, get the experience and obviously get themselves showcased as well. Yeah, I'm just gonna I've just managed to get some of the the games for the draw in the third round of the south just to I'll maybe get through them and just get maybe one or two games that stand out to you. Kello go to Lothian Thistle Hutchie Vale. Uh, we've also got Rossville versus Johnson Borough and all first division tie. Yoka played from Chapel, Mabel host Glenrothes, Glasgow United host Sockey, Canvas Lang will host Newton Stewart, Shots will host in Donald Bluebell. Vela Clyde versus Arvin Meadow. St. Caddox will play Edinburgh South away from home. Rutherglen are away to Caledonian Braves. That stands out to me straight away. That could be a good game. Gone Afton at home to Canoole. You've got, obviously, Glasgow Union away to Spartans. Maryhill versus Ashfield. Auchinleck versus Neilston. Troon host St. Cuthbert's. Kowannon versus Musselburgh. Just a few more. Garkian host Dunbar. Clydebank versus Largs. That could be a good one. We also have three versus Les Mahagor, Whitlitz Vicks. And... University of Stirling play East Kilbride or Darvel and Renfrew against Cumnock. I've got one that stands out to me straight away, and it's the last game I mentioned. Renfrew against Cumnock could be a really good game. Yeah, Renfrew will fancy their chances. They're undefeated in the league, and they obviously won a game on Saturday in the Cup. So they, 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 I've had them watch actually. They've got a particular style of play. They've got experienced players. They know they've got a game plan. So I think they'll they, they'll like that that draw. I would imagine a good chance to put a marker down. Mm-hmm. I was. Thinking with the Mary Hill Ashfield, I always hate getting drawn against a team in your own division. So I think that both the managers, Michael and, and Mark, will be, both be disappointed for for different reasons with that draw. 
Yeah, absolutely. Some good games in there as well. Obviously, we'll get we'll be more closer to the time. We'll look at the games and see what's coming up. But we have a busy weekend this weekend. We've got a lot of teams in Scottish Cup action. Before we get into talking about Glasgow Uni, obviously we'll touch on the the game against Albion Rovers. I'm going to just run through some of the the games that other West teams have got and just see how you think they'll go on. Cumnock versus Dumbarton. Dumbarton, obviously, in a bit of a rocky spell despite having such a good league start. So, will Cumnock be fancying their chances at hosting Dumbarton? Stevie Farrell going back to a place he knows well. The fact that they're at home, I think, makes, it, makes a huge difference. And also, I think that's the fourth game that Dumbarton haven't won after yeah. being undefeated at the beginning of the season. So, yeah, I think <laughs> thinking that's getting them at the right time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Auchinleck away to Bonus. That could be an interesting game. Bonus are an interesting team. We, we had a bit of a, an Indian sign over them, if that's such an expression. It's still, and we beat them every time we played them. And it was just one that Jimmy Penker seemed to score against them every time we played them. So, but, but we knew they were a much better team than that, and they've got a bit, of, a bit of cash behind them as well. It's very hostile crowd at Bonus, I have to tell you. Very hostile. So they let you know they're there. That might, be a good, that might be a good game for the neutral to go and watch Hawking Leg. Obviously, Hawking Leg will take a big crowd and Bonnes will have a good crowd there as well. I fancy Darwell going to Delbiti. I'm not going to lie. I think Delbiti are really struggling in the Lowland League. Obviously, they're a bad result. Uh, Abbey Vale beat them in penalties on Saturday, uh, Saturday in the South. They've, I, think they're, I still think they're bottom of the Lowland League. Darwell will be fancying their chances. Yeah, Delbiti lost a few players, including big, the big striker Russell, David Gretna in yeah, the summer. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And obviously they had turned over a manager last year with Mitchie with Gozzi's job commitment. So I think uh, they and they had had a promise to start to the season. So yeah, they're up against it. But yeah, I think to, they've changed manager again. I think John Williamson left and they've got a new manager in now as well. Yeah. So it's been a lot of turnaround at they'll be. But also Abbey Vale are good. We played them pre-season. I know Fraser Rose uh, historically playing them in the cup and uh, we had a good game. They play a good style of football and play it on the carpet. And you know, I think that yeah, uh, uh, I, I fancy David win that game actually. I know that could be an interesting game. Drumchapel go to Gretna. Now, this is an interesting one. Gretna have kind of boosted a wee bit, obviously bringing in Michael McKindle. They've, I think they won four out of their first five games, but Drumchapel were flying at the top of the first division. I think that's going to be one of the games of the weekend. Yeah, Gretna got a shot last or a fight last year, I think, in terms of the league position. Because Absolutely. See how, see how vulnerable you are to, once you're out, they drop out that lonely incredibly difficult to get back in because of the pyramid system and you know it's a kind of bottleneck of, of top top clubs trying to get up into the lone league. So mm-hmm. I think they put a few uh, pounds out this year, signed a few players and really trying to, to trying to secure their lone league status. Yeah, as well obviously I think Stephen Hartfield left and Michael McKindle came in. Michael McKindle obviously has had a really good playing career. So he that's that does look as yeah, interesting character. Big game for Colwinning, host Forfar as well. Forfar obviously not started brilliant in the league in League Two, but Colwinning again, they've got Dylan Mackin, who's obviously done it at a League Two level. They've got some good players in that team with senior experience. I think Colwinning could win. Yeah, well, David Gorman is really experienced at that playing at that level, so he'll know what's required. Albeit Forfar got an interesting I think, 1-0 victory. The guy who scored gets sent off later on, I think that happened at the weekend. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah, so they'll, so they'll obviously give me a bit of momentum. Yeah, no, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think Gorms is, will, will set his team up uh, as fairly opposition and, and give a good account of themselves. I'm looking forward to that game. I think that could be one of the games of the weekend. Ben Burp have a tough trip. They go to Wick Academy. They will probably be leaving just as this show's coming out. Ben it's, Burp, obviously, they'll, be, they'll take a lot of confidence for the fact to beat Dundonald 4-2 at home, but going to Wick will not be easy. 
No, Wick could get a good crowd at home. We had them five years ago in the Scottish Mines. We got two each draw and beat them in the replay. But up there, it's very hostile. I mean, everybody in the town comes out because there's not much else to do, to be no. fair. <laughs> and and the, 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 it's a wicked slope. They, they, they like to try and attack down the downhill in the second half. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that's a really tough game for Benberg. Yeah, um, I think it could be a really tough game for Ben Bob. And finally, on Monday night, Pollock host Aaron Athletic. I think that's must be on the telly. But again, another home team against a League Two side. I think we could have, we could see Pollock. I mean, yeah. certainly, certainly this could be a, a good game. I think two teams that want to play football. Aaron have a good cup record. Obviously, they're a really good League Cup run this season. Yeah, they've been. This, this could be a game for the neutral. Aaron have been so hot and cold, haven't they? I mean, they've yeah. Been- Great results and then some results that you're just not sure where they've, they've come from. Uh, yeah, I think like, a great atmosphere on a Monday night game. It, 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 everybody loves to go to Pollock. I mean, when I've, when I've got a free Saturday, quite often that's where I find myself at, at Pollock at home because it is a good atmosphere and you generally always get a good game. So I can't imagine there'll be anything different on Monday night. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that game as well. And again, it's just it's just brilliant for the West teams to get that exposure of obviously playing the Barton on the Friday night live on the TV. Uh, Pollock game is on the TV on Monday night. Too brilliant affair, and obviously for the fans as well to have that access to. Uh, there'll be big crowds. It'll be, I'm really looking forward to this weekend. But obviously Glasgow Uni, a massive game at home to Albion Rovers. Before we get into the kind of overall game, just how big a how momentous is this for the club? Yeah, I mean in modern times, it's the first time we've made the second round, and mm-hmm. don't forget we had to win a preliminary round as well. So it's yeah. actually a third game in the Scottish Cup. The the the, the Tony Ferguson, who's still involved with the club, played for the uni against Albion Rovers in 1976. Right, okay. Albion Rovers won 1-0 in a replay after a one each draw, so there's history there. But yeah, I mean, nobody expected us. We went to Forest. I mean, we were 5-1, to one, mm. you know, away at Forest. Forest, like us, part of my team talk, I was saying that their manager, when that draw was getting made, would want us, because we were the lowest ranked team in the, in the draw. Yeah. So we're definitely a low strength team in the, in, the, in the second round, so I think Albion Rovers would be delighted to get us, and also they don't have to travel too far, and they're going in to play on a good surface. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's massive for us. It's also massive for me as a coach. You know, I've, I've got a good track record to get into second round of the Scottish Cup, uh, and, and Stirling may actually go to third round one year as well. So I was confident going into the Forest game. I, I don't know why, I just had a, I had a feeling. I felt we prepared well for it, and I, I think they kind of thought, it might be a bit easier than it actually was. Like I said, we've got a couple of good players. Our big issue is just consistency. And also consistency, like, you've no idea like, the reason some of these boys are unavailable some weekends. You're like, you're honestly, tearing. I've not got much here left. I'm <coughs> but I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll all be ready for Saturday. Albeit, as I said, we've a couple of important players injured and then on Saturday, Nathan Brown, who's been a really good introduction for us into the uni this year. He done his hamstring on Saturday, so he, he, he's at least three or four weeks out. So, We've not, we've not got our troubles to see going into the into the game, but listen, it's a cup, isn't it? It's a one-off yeah. game. We're not expected to win, but we've, again, we've done our due diligence. I'm a bit like that, you know. I've had them watch twice. I've spoken to a couple of players that I know from League Two who played against them this season, so we've got some good information. Callum Wilson, who's possibly their best player, he's actually a Glasgow Uni student. Yeah, I can't get any information out of him. I'm afraid. <laughs> But, Charlie, uh, Charlie Riley as well. Charlie Riley is a really good player. There's there's some good players in that Albion team. Yeah, and the young teams, particularly on the left hand side, you know, left centre back and the left back are on loan, I believe, from you know, higher up the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they'll be looking forward to their Scottish Cup experience. And as you say, in the the, the stadium will be a good atmosphere. <coughs> Absolutely as well. And just like how do you approach the game? Like do you, do you take it as a free hat, obviously, like 
I think a lot of people will fancy Albion, but like you'll be you'll be t- you'll be hoping just for just a massive day and just a massive occasion, a massive performance. No, I'm not a believer in a free hit theory. I don't believe it. Right? I think you go out to do the best that you can. If you lose the game, you've done your best. That's fine. But we're certainly going out to you know to we won't change our style of play. We won't change our our system. We'll go out to mm-hmm. to play. We'll, we'll have a we'll have a game plan to play against teams like that, and that's what we'll we'll go by. And like I said, I'm I'm not confident like saying oh I'm going to win the game. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is we're going to get we're going to give a good account of ourselves. Yeah, absolutely, and we're wishing you all the very best for it. And obviously, as well, touching in kind of league action as well. You mentioned at the start of the show. I thought it was interesting that you said like your aim is to finish top six. Your aim, and you look at the league as obviously possible. It is a very kind of mixed league. What are the kind of hopes for expectations for the rest of the season? Because when you look at the, I'm just looking through the fixtures here. You're playing. You're away to St Anthony's on the 29th of October. And then you don't have another league game until the twenty sixth of November. How do you can approach that? Yeah, I mean, I like cup games. I like and one of the things my favourite thing about football and, and coaching is, is cups. So I, I'm happy. And I said to the boys, like part of my team talk Saturday was one of the big prizes for beating Kenny is you get another game. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not bothered that we're missing a couple of league games. We played a league game more than a couple of teams around about is it anyway. But yeah, we just play the game in front of us. You know, and I want to try and win as many cup games as I can and league games. I mean, I'm a bit greedy like that. That's why I win whatever game, whatever game we're, we're going. Listen, we respect every opponent in that division. You know, we learned a lot for the Mary Hill game when we were up 2-0 and then lost 3-2. So it's a, it's a lot a lot of learning for these boys. But you've got to remember this. This is only their second season playing in this level. The boys have been playing amateur yeah. you know, prior to that. So it's a massive step up for them. And like I said, a few of them have, have, have found it like... Uh, that they can do it, no problem. And I think a couple of them could play higher as well. I think what, what I've done in terms of recruitment this year is trying to recruit boys who are at uni but were playing at other levels. So, for example, we brought Cameron Murray in through Glasgow Persia, Antonio uh, Cici, who'd been playing at Garvin, he'd, he'd been through the PSL and, and came, come up through the Air United system. And these two boys have done really, really well for me. Like I said, I managed to bring Nathan Brown in. He was through the St. Johnson Youth System. He kind of fit out the game over COVID, they hadn't played for a, a year, nearly two years. So I've been trying really to bolster the, the team with experience, but at the same time bring the young boys through. But we've we already played like three, four boys who hadn't even started university yet in the first round of the Scottish Cup, who are coming around, I should say. So we've got some really good young players coming through as well. So I think that in terms of the, the way it'll work over the next two years, we'll turn over quite a bit. Like mm-hmm. I said, there's a lot of guys who are going to graduate at the end of the season. And we've also got some good guys in the in the twenty ones. My plan is to, to change the twenty ones to put them in the twenties next year and just play a younger team again. Get a really good coach recruited, uh, James McCauley, who's who's really developing those boys. But what I'm trying to do is create a whole kind of a, a, a competitiveness right across the whole club. Yeah, Michael Daly, ex Annan as well at uh, Queens Park. I've got him taking the twos. He's an excellent young coach, and those boys will only improve. And I've got Robert McGowan taking the threes. And the threes had a poor season last year, but they've, they've, they've come out really uh, flying this year. We've had over 100 boys at training on our training night, uh, just to show how competitive. And I've told the guys, we're going for big squads. And we're going for, obviously, university football is important to us, Bucks. I don't know if people know much about that, but we play on a Wednesday as well. And I think mm. people, yeah, we're playing two games. Are, so we're all talking about the Scottish Cup. Actually, I've got a cup game on Wednesday against Glasgow Cali Uni that I want to win. So that's, you know, that's my first thing I need to do, get that, get through that. But in university, league is, is important to the university or the institution, maybe more so even than the, you know, than the league, if you like. Certainly at Stirling, we won the Bucks twice. 
and, and they, that's the Northern Premier and the university were absolutely delighted with that in terms of gave us a gives a lot of sports. So it's 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 an interesting club to be involved with because you've got like this you're saying like about cup games, but also you get games on Wednesdays every week until yeah. November as well. Yeah, absolutely. But we're, we're wishing you all the best for Saturday, Mark, and wishing you all the best for the season ahead. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Thank you very much for joining me. Well, thanks for inviting me, Scott. I really appreciate the exposure for the uni. Brilliant. Thank you very much to everyone that's tuned in. Please follow our YouTube and podcast channels. And as always, subscribe and follow our followers on social media. You'll see a lot more West of Scotland coverage this week. And obviously, we'll be back next week for a busy show as we look at all the league action, Scottish Cup action, and we also have West of Scotland League Cup action. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers. 